Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. It's the delusional, utopian, poor, dumb, rebel, working class observer, the speck on a ball of uh, water and dust here to bring uh, the message of the day down here in the rabbit hole where we just keep going further down. But um, I wanted to skip having a word as the message of the day, and I wanted to read you this article. It's by the Mint Press News, and it's called the USA Freedom Act. And under here, it's by Alan MacLeod. (laughs) I hope I said that right. And here we have the actual headline. Democrats recently voted to give Trump even more police power. Even amidst, pardon me, even amidst an unprecedented nationwide crackdown on protesters, the Democratic-controlled House of Representatives overwhelmingly voted to reauthorize the questionably named USA Freedom Act. Now, let's get into it. I'm going to read uh, portions of this article, maybe even the whole thing, probably the whole thing, and uh, maybe talk about it, maybe not. Let's look at it. Even as the president, and I... This is the beginning of the article. I apologize for not being very clear. Very rambunctious this morning. Let's fucking get it. The article begins as, right now, even as the president has overseen a nationwide wave of police brutality in response to the George Floyd protests, Democrats are voting to increase the executive branch and the national security state's powers. Last week, the Democratic-controlled House of Representatives overwhelmingly voted to reauthorize the questionably named USA Freedom Act, an updated and amended version of the 2001 Patriot Act. Signed into law in the wake of the September 11th attacks, the Patriot Act authorized sweeping new governmental powers to infringe upon civil liberties, including the indefinite detention of immigrants and those designated as terrorists, the ability for police to search homes and businesses without the occupant's consent or knowledge, allow the authorities to go through telephone, email, and other records without a court order, and gave police and government agencies greatly expanded powers to repress. Yes, this is all true. And Snowden... Uh, the famous whistleblower who came out and revealed what the NSA was doing with the Patriot Act. Uh, the, the, that wasn't part of the article, that was me. Now, back to the article. The act, sponsored by prominent New York Democrat Jerry Nadler, was passed 284 to 122. Despite the efforts of prominent progressives like AOC, Ilhan Omar, Ro Khanna, and uh, Pramila Jayapal, who opposed it. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi urged her fellow Democrats to vote the legislation through, claiming that, quote, if we don't have a bill, then our civil, our civil liberties are less protected, unquote. Our civil liberties or yours, Nancy? Central. Oh, actually, we have a quote again from Nancy. Quote, central to that defense is how do we protect and defend it's about our values which are part of our strength it's about the health education and well-being of our people our children our future which is part of our strength our military might is part of our strength and our intelligence is very much a part of our strength in order to provide force protection for our men and women in uniform 
when they go out there to protect and defend our country. Force protection, she said. That was horrible. In order to provide force protection for our men and women in uniform. This is some very strange rhetoric here. Force protection. That's a fucking weird uh, coupling of words. Earlier in May, the bill was passed 80 to 16 by the Senate, who rejected Senator Rand Paul's amendment, preventing Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act warrants being used against Americans. The Patriot... Oh, here we go. Quote from Mr. Paul. The Patriot Act, in the end, is not patriotic. The Patriot Act makes an unholy and unconstitutional exchange of liberty for a false sense of security, and I, for one, will oppose its reauthorization. Uh, Paul argued to no avail because he was probably alone on this. Trump has responded to the protests flaring up in over 100 American cities with a heavy hand. Police have been responsible for countless attacks against protesters and press alike, with the president deploying the National Guard in 24 states. More alarmingly, he has encouraged them to shoot whomever they deem thugs and looters. At step three of tyranny to... Uh, dehumanize the other. Uh, here's a quote from President Trump. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Unquote. He has also threatened to let the army loose across the country to, quote, defend residents. Unquote. Yet, a morning consult poll found that 54% of Americans support the protesters, with only 22% and only 38% of Republicans opposed to them. Democrats overwhelmingly support them, 69% to 13%, uh, 69% approve of the protests, while 13% are against. Despite this prominent Democrats, ah, God damn it, I am so sorry, let me restart. Despite this, prominent Democrats have condemned the events. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo denounced many New Yorkers' behavior, saying that we have to, quote, separate the protesters from the looting, unquote. Uh, Here's another quote. They demean Mr. Floyd's murder by using it as an excuse for criminal activity, unquote. He added as he imposed a curfew. And even as New York City cops were plowing their vehicles through crowds of protesters and brutalizing young women, Mayor de Blasio excoriated the protesters saying he was going to quote beat them back we will not tolerate violence of any kind we will not tolerate attacks on police officers we will not tolerate hatred being created an attack on police officers is an attack on all of us pure and simple he added without specifying who quote us referred to that's what i'm saying is and i'm ripping away from the article here is that the politicians use the rhetoric of us and our, but it's class solidarity, you know? It's the upper echelons of society who is their us, who is their our. It isn't us on the bottom. It's not we the people, it's they the people. And so that's what the uh, thing I'm starting to become most worried about because they have shown bipartisanship to reduce the amount of freedoms for civilians. That's amazing. In the midst of the most brutal time of the peacekeepers who are out on the streets as if they were overseeing a plantation, they give 
more to the cops, more to President Trump, and less to the people. That's fascinating. The article continues. Even in Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer's joint speech against Trump's handling of the situation, most of the criticism leveled at the president was for his bad optics rather than for the 9,000 arrests, 13 deaths, and countless hospitalizations. Quote, at a time when our country cries out for unification, this president is ripping it apart, tear gassing peaceful protesters without provocation just so that the president could pose for photos outside a church dishonors every value that faith teaches us, unquote. Meanwhile, the extent of criminal. Uh, Meanwhile, the extent of criticism presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden had for the police was to advise them to shoot protesters in the leg rather than in the torso. I just had to take a second there to breathe. Back to the article. The tactic of rhetorically opposing Trump's actions while in practice bolstering them fits a years-long pattern of behavior for many top Democrats. Despite labeling him a dangerous fascist who would be an erratic and irresponsible commander-in-chief, Democrats rubber-stamped his increases in the military budget and his judicial appointments rather than oppose them. And on Venezuela, they gave Trump's hand-picked Venezuela mouthpiece, Juan Guaido, a standing ovation at the State of the Union address in February. I remember that. David Sirota, speechwriter and advisor to insurgent presidential challenger Bernie Sanders, laid out a checklist of 10 concrete actions Democrats could take now to actually limit Trump's authoritarianism. This included opposing his Pentagon spending bill, calling his bluff, and using his federal budget bill to defend the police, restrict the National Guard, and cease taking contributions from police associations. However, if history is any judge, the party establishment will side with their supposed adversaries in the Republican Party rather than the American people. I was very rough in reading that because as I kept going, I just became more and more frustrated. But my God, um, this article is just the uh, uh, cream of the crop of uh, how the... Uh, political class and the capitalist wealthy class are able to show solidarity in Washington to oppress the people. Um, They are all about rhetoric and saving face when it comes to demanding justice. Um, They they have been wasting time to actually arrest all of these officers in in the vein of gathering evidence, even though we all saw the video at the same time. And while all of this is going on, and while all of us are becoming more and more frustrated by the brutality that we continue to see in the streets by police, Democrats, who we think is on our side and against Trump, gives him more power. Because they aren't actually even thinking about Trump when they're doing this. They might actually be thinking, our president could use this in the future. The next Democrat president can use these powers in the future say if there were to be another uh, murder by police. It's fascinating. I'm going to put the article in the description for everybody to read. But as we can see right now, 
is that the police are on the side of the politicians and the politicians are on the side of the status quo. And in fact, they're not even close. I'm flustered as fuck. The Democrats are fighting for the status quo, but at the same time, in their fight to the status quo, Trump is not going to give up power. Trump is heading towards authoritarianism, and he has joked about staying president for longer than it is constitutionally, what, recommended? (laughs) So, I think it's important for us to pay attention right now. Civil liberties are being moved to the side, and authoritarianism is on the rise. And the more moderates that we have, complacent and even complicit, the worse it's going to get. So we need to contact our senators. We need to contact our representatives. And if they cannot represent us to the fullest extent that we expect them to, to uphold our constitutional rights, then we need to get them the fuck out. Plain and simple. We need to start moving forward with progressivism because if we want to get change in this motherfucker, it ain't going to happen with moderates and centrists. Oh, goddamn no. They, in fact, make it easier for authoritarianism to rise, and they're doing it right now. I'm tired of this shit, and I'm frustrated. So again, article will be in the bottom. I hope you guys read it. I hope you spread this message of fuck the police, fuck the government, fuck everything that's going on right now until we get some fundamental structural change. This is down the rabbit hole. You can find me on Twitter at Class Observer, uh, on Facebook at Your Friendly Neighborhood Knowledge Plug. And if, you know, you're tired of the fucking system beating you down, well, fight back, motherfucker, because now is the time. I hope you all stay safe, stay revolutionary, and know that I love you and you are not alone.